0: You're listening to A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, a podcast supported by Harvest Partners. For more ways to deepen and challenge your spiritual walk, enroll in Pastor Greg's free online courses. Sign up at harvest.org. The Word of God is perfect. So many people have Bibles sitting on a shelf collecting dust. Pastor Greg Laurie says the Bible belongs in our lap, or better yet, in our heart.
1: Everything you need to know about life is found in the Bible, and it never goes out of date. So many things go out of date, but the Word of God is always relevant to what you're facing in the moment. You can trust the Word of God.
0: This is the day! One survey, only 5% of people read owner's manuals. Maybe that's why one lady called KitchenAid to ask which was the best spin cycle in her clothes washer for drying her lettuce. And then wanted to know why her clothes were turning green. Well, we have an owner's manual for life, the Bible. But so many leave it on the shelf. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us recognize the Bible for what it is. It's a book that gives the prescription for life.
1: This is my last message in our series that we're simply calling Refresh and I want to talk to you about the refreshing power of the Word of God because the reality is as believers we all have those moments when we stumble, when we trip up, when we make that wrong decision, we think that wrong thought and we need to repent, we need to reboot, Uh, we need to be revived and refreshed and that's what we're going to be focusing on together. Listen. A growing believer will delight in and love the Word of God. You'll love it. It's not like you'll dread reading it. You'll look forward to reading it. Psalm 1 describing the happy man says, happy is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the way of sinners or sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is is in the word of the Lord, and in it does he meditate day and night. The psalmist said in Psalm 119, how I love your commandments, Lord. They give my life back to me because your unfailing love and your words are true. So this is something we need to understand. You have to open up this book. Heard about a woman that wasn't feeling well, so her husband took her to see her doctor, and she went into his office a little time Passed and the doctor comes rushing out and he says, Is there anybody here that is a screwdriver? Someone happened to have one, they gave it to the doctor, he goes back in the office where this man's wife is. Another moment passes, the doctor comes out again and says, Does anyone have a pair of pliers? Someone gives the doctor a pair of pliers, he goes back in the office. He returns again. Does anyone here have a hammer? So the husband grows alarmed and he, he goes into the doctor's office and says, Doctor, what are you doing with my wife? The doctor says, I haven't even gotten to your wife yet. I'm just trying to get my medical bag open. <laughs> See, that's all. a lot of us are. We're wondering, why is life going so poorly? Why am I making so many bad decisions? Open up the book. <laughs> the doctor needed to open his medical bag. You need to open up the Word of God. One of the ways a doctor, speaking of doctors, knows that a person is healthy is if they have an appetite. He'll ask you, how's your appetite? A healthy appetite is an indication of good health. A loss of appetite is an indication of something possibly wrong. Healthy Christians are hungry Christians, and they're hungry for the Word of God. First Peter 2, two says, like newborn babies, crave spiritual milk that you may grow up spiritually. Because you know the feeling that you have when you haven't eaten? I mean, look, you can set a clock by my stomach. I get up in the morning, I'm hungry. Uh, I'm hungry for lunch at 11 o'clock. I'm ready to eat. I'm hungry for dinner at five o'clock. And when I don't eat, I get a little bit cranky. I think the phrase is hangry, right? You're angry, but it's <laughs> really, you're just hungry you just need to eat something. And in the same way, you might find yourself kind of irritable and and uptight and anxious and maybe angry. And you wonder, what's wrong? Have Have you read Scripture? Did you open the day with the Word of God? Jeremiah 15, 16 says, when your words came, I ate them. They were my joy and my heart's delight. For I bear your name, O Lord God Almighty. Now, I want to tell you nine things about the Bible you need to know. Nine things about the Bible. And I'm going to go now to Psalm 19 to bring them to your attention. Read along with me if you can. I'm reading from the King James Version. Uh, Psalm 19 verse seven. The law of the Lord. Now again, let me remind you, this could just as easily be translated the word of the Lord or simply the Bible. So I'll say the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, and they're sweeter than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them is your servant warned, and in keeping of them there is great reward. Beautiful. Now let's start identifying the nine things we need to know about the Bible. If you're taking notes, point number one, the word of God is perfect. The word of God is perfect. The phrase the love of the Lord or the word of the Lord is simply saying it is perfect. There's no flaws in it. Everything you need to know about God is found in the Bible. Everything you need to know about life is found in the Bible. And it never goes out of date. So many things go out of date. Have you ever noticed how strange most people's photos are in the yearbook? It seems like we all collectively decide, let's take a really bad picture for our yearbook and have the weirdest hairstyle of all time. So, And by the way, the mullet's making a comeback. I would highly recommend against that. Please don't do a yearbook picture in a mullet, even if it's popular. Anyway, these things come and go. Hairstyles come and go. Musical styles come and go. But the Word of God is always current and it's always relevant. I love what lamentations 3.23 says, it says his mercies are new every morning. Can't you think of a time when you've read a scripture you've read before? But suddenly that passage that you're familiar with jumps off the page because it's completely relevant to what you're facing in the moment. You can trust the word of God. Here's another point. The word of God transforms us. The word of God transforms us. Psalm 19 verse seven. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. See, when I read God's Word, it transforms the way I think. It transforms me in the way that I live. It changes me. But here's the thing we must remember. It's not enough to just read the Bible. I must do what the Bible says. James one twenty two says, Remember, it's a message to obey, not just to listen to. If you don't obey, you're only fooling yourself. Uh, you're you're like a person who sees their face in a mirror and does nothing to improve their appearance. You see yourself walk away and you forget what you even look like. But if you keep looking steadfastly into God's perfect law or into His Word, the law that sets you free and do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. It's amazing. You know, when you go and look in a mirror, it, it shows you something. Sometimes you see something that others were seeing, but you were not aware of. Like there's a string of cheese hanging from your lip from the omelet you had that morning. No wonder everyone was kind of smiling at you and looking away. Oh, they must think I look good. Did they know you have cheese hanging from your face? And the mirror showed you that. So you see something in a mirror, make the necessary correction. So I opened the word of God. Oh yes, I read the Bible today. Great. Did you do what the Bible said? The Bible says don't just be hearers of the word, but be doers of the word. Listen, the Bible is God's word to us and it should be treasured. As we read in Psalm 19, more to be desired are these things than gold, yes, than much fine gold. Psalm 19:11, the psalmist says your word have I treasured in my heart that I might not sin against you? What does that mean? To treasure in your heart means to hide or store something. So obviously this verse and others are advocating and encouraging Bible memorization. Do you have any Bible verses memorized? If not, why not? You say, oh Greg, it's, I just can't memorize scripture. Oh yes you can You have lines from movies that you quote all the time. You have lyrics from songs you've memorized. You have so much information and data in your brain that you've committed to memory. Certainly you can make some room for the word of God because none of those things are gonna help you in a time of trouble. Uh, lyrics of songs or lines from movies are not going to sustain you when you're facing adversity in life, but the Word of God will so commit it to memory.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie will have the second half of his message in just a moment, right after a quick look at the way A New Beginning touches the lives of listeners. Dear Greg Laurie, I'm 10 years old, and I've been a Christian since I was age mm, 3 or 4. My family started listening to you as COVID hit last year. I really like your services and hope that when Jesus comes back, that I can take my favorite cats with me. I watched A Rush of Hope and loved it. I also love seeing your Brindley Brown and watch you on harvest at home. I hope you will preach on Matthew 4, 1 through 11, as it's my favorite story. Love you lots.
1: Wow. She that's a great little letter isn't it 10 years old she wants to take her cat to heaven i don't know what i can say about that but i'll tell you this much i'm so glad that she's watching and it's getting through to her that she left a rush of hope i'm always thrilled when i get a letter from a kid i have to tell you i have a soft spot in my heart for little ones i love to engage them because You know, you never know. That might sow a little seed in their heart that will break ground later. But we love children, and we're so thankful children are watching our ministry that we put out there online and on radio. And if you're a little kid and you're listening right now, I'm so thankful you're listening. And I know a lot of times you tell me you love the jokes. So the jokes are going to keep coming, kids, and keep listening.
0: You know, these daily studies connect with people of all ages and connect with people all over the world, and it's only possible through the partnership of our listeners. Thank you for your support of A New Beginning, and you can send a generous year-end gift today by going to harvest.org. Well, we're in Psalm 19 today as Pastor Greg presents his final message of the Refresh series. It's a study called The Refreshing Power of the Word of God.
1: Here's another point, verse seven. The word of God gives us incredible wisdom. The word of God gives us incredible wisdom. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. This word that is translated simple comes from a root word that speaks of an open door. It's describing a person who has a mind like an open door. Everything comes in and everything goes out. This person doesn't know what to take in. They don't know what to keep out. And so they are naive. They are open to everything and close to nothing. These are the kind of people that read weird conspiracy theories online. And they attach as much credibility to the weird conspiracy theory as they attach to Scripture. The Bible says they need to immerse themselves with Scripture. So a simple minded person will become a biblically grounded person and develop a biblical world view. This comes from the study of the word of God. There's gonna be times in life where you're gonna read passages of scripture you don't fully understand. I would encourage you to talk to your pastor or talk to someone who has been a Christian longer and they can probably help you. But I've been asked the question, well, what do you do when you come to a verse in the Bible that you don't agree with? You probably won't like my answer and change your opinion, you're wrong because the bible is right. Uh you don't adapt the bible to the way you think. You'll hear sometimes people say, "Well, you know, my God would never judge a person." Or I believe in a God and you start describing your own God. You can make up your God as you go. There's only one God and he's revealed in the bible. And we don't conform that God to us, we conform ourselves to him. I'm almost done. Point number eight, the word of God is right. The word of God is right. Psalm 19, verse eight, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. In Hebrew, this means the Bible has set up for us the right path for us to follow. You don't have to lose your bearings in the fog of human opinion. As you read scripture, you know it's reliable. Reliable. So as you read the Bible, it's good to ask yourself a few questions. You read a verse, you can ask yourself the question, is there any sin mentioned here that I should avoid? Is there any promise stated here that I ought to claim? Is there any victory for me to gain? Is there any blessing mentioned here that I could enjoy? And now number nine, my last point. Keeping the word of God makes you happy. Keeping the word of God makes you happy. Psalm 19 verse eight, the statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Jesus said in Luke eleven, twenty-eight: happy are those that hear the word of God and keep it. You wanna be a happy person? Be a person who studies the Bible. You wanna be a happy person? Be a person that memorizes the Bible. You wanna be a happy person? Be a person who obeys The Bible. Listen. You can have a happy life without sin. You can have a happy life without drugs or alcohol. You can have a happy life without sex outside of marriage. God is not out to ruin your life. He wants you to be fulfilled. The happiness He gives doesn't stop when the party is over. It's a whole different approach to life. It's a change of everything. I mentioned earlier that The Bible promises that if I believe in Jesus, I'll become a different person on the inside because old things are passed away and everything becomes fresh and new. The Bible promises that God will lift that weight off of my shoulders of sin. The Bible tells me what the meaning of life is. You say, well, Greg, what is the meaning of life? The meaning of life is to know the God who created you. The Bible says God has set eternity in our hearts. What that means is, deep down inside, we know there's something more. Deep down inside, we we know we're made for something more. And what we're really longing for is not some new possession. It's not some new experience. Even a relationship can't fill this void. What we're longing for deep down inside is a relationship with God himself. Revelation 4.11 says, God created all things for his own pleasure. You know, some people spend their whole life chasing happiness. They spend their whole life trying to find the ultimate pleasure, the ultimate experience. No, you were created to give God pleasure. When you give God pleasure, which means you come into a relationship with Him and a friendship with Him, and you begin to communicate with Him and hear from Him, you will find the pleasure you've been looking for, not from seeking it, but from seeking God Himself, the purpose and meaning of life is to know God and discover His plan for you. And the Bible also tells me how to get to heaven. Is there any more important question than that? How do I get to heaven? I was talking with someone the other day and I asked them if they believed they would go to heaven and their answer was, well yes, I'm a good person. I had to break the bad news to them that they're maybe a good person relatively speaking but they're not good enough to get to heaven. Because the Bible also tells me I'm separated from God by my sin. I've crossed the line, I've broken his commandments, I've fallen short of his standards. But then scripture reminds me that while I was yet a sinner, Christ died for me on the cross. He had nails driven through his hands and feet and blood and died in my place on the cross of Calvary. And then he rose again from the dead three days later. And if I will Turn from my sin. The Bible says repent and be converted and times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. You want to be refreshed? Then repent. You say repent, what does that even mean? I don't know if I've even pented yet. Why should I <laughs> repent? <laughs> to repent means to change your direction. You've been walking away from God. It's time to do a U-turn. It's actually a military term. That means U-turn, turn around, about face and walk toward God. Repent, turn from your sin, and turn to Jesus Christ. You want to go to heaven when you die? Here's what Jesus says. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Let me leave you with this. God loves you. He loved you so much that he sent his own beloved son to die on the cross in your place. And then Jesus rose from the dead and now stands at the door of your life. And he knocks. If you'll hear his voice and open the door, he'll come in. As Jesus said, whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Do you want everlasting life? Do you want to go to heaven when you die? Do you want the burden of your guilt and shame and sin lifted from you? Do you want a fresh start in life? It can all happen if you'll ask God to forgive you And if you will ask Jesus Christ to come into your life, in a moment, we're gonna pray. And I'm going to extend an invitation in this prayer for you to believe in Jesus, for you to be forgiven of your sin, for you to have from this moment forward the certainty that you'll go to heaven when you die. If you've not asked Jesus to come into your life yet, do it now. If you need to recommit your life to the Lord, do it now. And pray this simple prayer after me. Just pray this simple prayer if you want Christ to come into your life, if you want to go to heaven when you die. Pray these words, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, Lord, and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer and answering this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie, closing with an important prayer with those making a decision for the Lord today. And if you've just prayed that prayer with Pastor Greg and you've meant those words sincerely, well, your sins have been forgiven because Jesus is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we want to help you get started living the Christian life. We'd like to send you our New Believers Growth Packet. Just ask for it and we'll send it to you free of charge. Request it when you write A New Beginning, Box 4000, Riverside, California, 92514. Or when you call 1-800-821-3300. That's 1-800-821-3300. Or go online to harvest.org. Well, here during this Christmas season, we want to make available a special gift for you. Perhaps you've heard of this. It's the critically acclaimed TV series called The Chosen. It's a gripping cinematic portrayal of the life and ministry of Jesus— it's as though you're right there beside the Lord as He walks through life. It's the kind of series that will speak to believers and non-believers alike. It's directed by Dallas Jenkins, the son of Left Behind author Jerry Jenkins. He's produced over a dozen films for Universal, Lionsgate, Pure Flicks, and others. Maybe you've seen the trailers for The Chosen online. Anne Graham Lott said she was moved to tears and to worship as she watched. Pastor Greg has said literally millions of people have been getting to know the authentic Jesus through this series. And we want to send season one of The Chosen to you on DVD to thank you for your investment in the ministry of A New Beginning. What a great Christmas gift. And your donation helps us reach out with the gospel, not only through this program, but also through Pastor Greg's large-scale evangelistic events. It's such an important time for that work. Hearts are hungry. You know, we even saw it several weeks ago at SoCal Harvest. One person wrote us and said, Can you believe how many people are here? We came from Los Angeles, and frankly, we would have driven across the country to be here. We wouldn't have missed this for the world. It's such an important time to reach out with the love of Christ, and your investment makes that work possible. And with your donation right now, we'd like to send you Season 1 of The Chosen. You can donate securely online at harvest.org or write us at A New Beginning, Box 4000, Riverside, California, 92514. And we have operators who can speak with you by phone anytime 24 hours a day at 1-800-821-3300. That's 1-800-821-3300.
1: Hey, everybody. Greg Laurie here, encouraging you to join us this weekend for what we call Harvest at Home. It's worship. It's a message from the Word of God. You can watch it with your family in your front room, or you can watch it on the go, on your tablet, on your phone, or your computer. Take it with you. Take the Word of God with you and join us for Harvest at Home at Harvest.org.
0: Well, next time, Pastor Greg takes us to the book of Daniel and a heart-stopping lesson learned by King Belshazzar. Join us here on A New Beginning with pastor and Bible teacher, Greg Laurie. A New Beginning is a podcast made possible by Harvest Partners, helping people everywhere know God.